Good evening, everybody. This is Norm from the Tokyo Lens Podcast, and I hope this episode finds you well. Once again, it's been a little while since my last podcast, so I just want to start by saying thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in and join. It has been a busy month. I guess what we're going to do is start with a little bit of an update and then talk about what I have been up to. So, over the last month, I've been quite busy. I just re-released the vlog onto the channel. Very, very excited about that. You see, over the last month, I've been putting out Tokyo Tuesdays, but it's been forever since I've done an episode of the vlog. So much has gone down. So much work has gone into this month. So let's take a second to talk about it. I recently put up an episode of the vlog, which I will link in here called I'm Back, where I go over a brief 30-second description of what my month has been. But the month started with me basically realizing that spring is here and that I want to make the best of it. So I started hunkering down on some projects, bunkering, hunkering, but I, I'm, I'm losing my English. I started focusing down on some projects. There's something that I really wanted to get out to you guys this month, and I figured, oh, this will probably take me about a week or two. But a month of work later, tests and everything, shoots and you name it, and I finally have prints available, which is really exciting for me. You see, the most commonly commonly asked question on both my YouTube channel and my Instagram has always been, are you going to sell prints at any time? And it's something that I've always wanted to do, but was never really ready to do just yet. So thanks to each and every one of you who asked, the prints are now available. I'll also link them in the description of this podcast in the case that you're interested. But at the very least, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check out the episode of the vlog called I'm Back. It was a fun one. On top of that, I decided, you know what, if I'm going to be printing stuff, I'm going to need some better content to print. So I spent basically the entire month working on Sakura photography. You know, Sakura photography is something that's always interested me because the Sakura are beautiful. They're an easy subject to get. But I wanted to get some unique and more high-impact photos of them, so I spent the month doing that. I probably put in... 30 plus hours just into Sakura photography in the past month. It has been spectacular. Caught a couple good ones up there. Really enjoyed it. Ended a vlog on how to take photos of Sakura. So, all of that being said, it was time to really start prepping for spring itself. So I got out my motorbike, I started cleaning it up, touched up the engine a little. I still have one or two more repairs to do on it. It seems like it's leaking fuel through a busted hose. I gotta replace that hose. But it's almost time to go out and do some rides. And then, about two weeks ago, I got hit with a cold, sore throat, and as it cleared up, I lost the hearing in my left ear. I headed out to a special clinic right away and there prescribing me all these antibiotics and steroids and all this other stuff to help me get better and it's getting a lot better but as the month wrapped up and I released the print shop I figured you know what we've got to do we've got to get back into the vlog because that's something we haven't done in quite a while and with so much stuff on the horizon it was time to do that so that's the update 
From the last month, it has been an eventful one. It has been an exciting one, and I'm so glad to be back. The goal is to be getting the vlog out at least once, maybe twice a week, in addition to a few Q&As here and there, maybe the odd live stream, and definitely, 100%, definitely getting more podcasts out to you guys. So today's podcast, what we're going to be talking about is probably the second most common question that I get, and it comes up in every single Q&A that I've ever done, and that's, is it difficult to move to and live in Japan? Now, usually when I do these, I sit down and I write out a couple points that I want to address, and I kind of think of a logical order to present this, and then I kind of, you know, approach the podcast or the topic that way, but this is one that's been asked so much, and I've answered it so much, that I'm just going to wing it tonight, so you guys are going to get the 100% raw version of this. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a backstory, as you guys know that I love to do. So the backstory for this one here is how I got to Japan. Coming to Japan for me was, you know, always somewhat of a dream. It was something bigger than what I was living. It seemed almost impossible, and I love those impossible dreams. For regular viewers of the vlog or regular listeners, you will know that a few years back, I achieved a massive dream of becoming one of the only apprentices of the legendary Yoshida Brothers, the shamisen players here in Japan. Coming to Japan was one of the big goals before that. You see, I come from Canada, and I come from a mid-sized town called KW. It's it's not the biggest town in the world. I was born in Toronto, but raised outside of Toronto. And it's a very standard, normal Canadian life. A lot of people, a lot of friends around me, by the time they were in their early 20s, had already found the person they were going to marry. They were already looking at getting houses, settling on jobs. And it felt so incredibly early for me for life just to be done. To find that person you love, to buy that house, to have that family in your early 20s. I just wanted to do something a little more. I wanted to get out. I wanted to challenge myself. And Japan was that challenge for me. But in order to get here, it took a bit of work. Basically, for a year, year and a half, maybe two years, I worked three part-time jobs just to save up all the money that I could. That was coming straight out of university. In about 18 months, I had 11 days off, and it was totally worth it. You see, working that hard towards a goal, knowing that you're doing it for a very specific purpose, makes hard work so much easier. At the end of that, I saved up all my money, packed it all up, came to Japan on a working holiday visa for the very first time. Now, coming out here, I didn't really have anything major lined up, but there was one thing that I wanted to do, and that was stunts for movies, TV shows, and commercials. I got myself registered through a few agencies uh, pretty much as soon as I landed. I just started emailing people right away, going out for meetings, showing off my skills and what I could do. I got a bit of a martial arts background, I'd say 10 plus years, and practiced acrobatics for a while. Went out to a couple different places, showed them what I could do, they loved it, and then before I knew, jobs started rolling in. Now, it was really, really easy right at the beginning because there weren't that many people skilled in the things that I was doing. And it just happened that it was during this extreme martial arts boom where everybody wanted flips and kicks and everything in their TV shows and commercials. But about eight, nine months in, it started to dry up. 
And then I needed to actually go out and start looking for work like a normal person. It was during this time that I started to realize that there are actually a lot of resources in Tokyo to find jobs, like way more than I would think. It became a very large obsession of my life. Like, how do you find a job in Japan? What do you do? I've done an entire video on it. But on top of there being now all these like job websites that you can go to find work, there's also an abundance of recruiting agencies, headhunters, networking events, all of these things that were a little less prevalent back when I first got to Japan. So the question of, you know, a, how much money do you need to get to Japan? The Japanese government will usually require you to Oh my god, there was a number, I think it was something like $10,000, $20,000. If you're coming on a student visa, it's I'm pretty sure it's all on the Japanese government website. But there is a minimum amount of funds that they would expect you to have. And I think for a working holiday, it was something like $2,500 just to ensure that you don't become a uh, burden on the government, you know, when you arrive. So you don't need a ton of money. Basically, I like the idea of planning out a good three months without work, right? Spend a month searching for jobs, spend a month doing interviewing, and get the job in your third month, and then your paycheck would come at the end of that is is kind of the image that I have. So I'd say bring three months worth of money. But then when you get here finding jobs, again, there are so many recruiting agencies and so many networking events nowadays, that coming out and finding a job in Japan is not nearly as challenging as one might think. So you get here, you get a job, but then it's really easy to get sucked into that whole job, home, job, home lifestyle. So what do you do? Well, in Japan, work culture is huge because we actually go out with co-workers in Japan quite often. So you can connect with your co-workers or there's no shortage of events and communities, especially online driven communities. Now, I know so many people that have met a lot of their friends here in Japan simply through Twitter. They get involved in the Twitter community. They start chatting with people. Next thing you know, there's a breakfast meetup or a book meetup or something like that. And these little communities grow as new people arrive in Japan. So the question of is it difficult to move to Japan? And how do you move to Japan? Well, you know, really, it comes down to your experience and what you have. If you have a university degree, it's going to be a lot easier to get out here and get a visa. If you're in a country that supports the working holiday visa program, it's going to be even easier. But if you don't have either one of those, most likely situation is you are going to need a minimum of five years of work in what area that you're trying to get a visa in. There's also the option of just coming out for three months at a time and doing a tourist visa. Obviously, you can't work. Some people will be like, Oh, you can, you know, just teach private lessons that you know, the, the tax office and government offices, they don't communicate, they'll never catch you. I wouldn't endorse it. But you know, people do do it. So there are just unbelievable options for coming out and living in Japan. I hope that kind of clears that one up. I did a live stream Q&A on the YouTube channel today. And somebody asked me, you know, I'm 40 years old. Is it too late to come out and start a life in Japan? I kind of, I hope that I, I took that one 
seriously, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, no, it's not too late. I think a lot of people don't realize just how young 40 is. You know, 40 nowadays isn't the same as like 40, like 20 years ago. We, we have access to the internet. We have access to technology. It is a brand new world out there. 40 is the new, I'm not going to say 40 is the new 20, but when it comes to online stuff, yes, 40 is the new 20. You know, 40 is, you've been around basically since the inception and growth and popularity of the internet. You have life skills and access to things that the younger generation wouldn't have. Yeah, they might have mastered Twitter and Snapchat and all these things, but you know how the world works and you have access to the internet. That is a winning combination. You've got the people skills, you've got the life experience, and you've got the internet right there at your fingertips on the phone. 40 is definitely not too late to come out to Japan. You want to do it? Definitely, definitely do it. So, okay, I got really excited about that one and really passionate about it just because it's something that I'm thinking about a lot lately. You know, I'm currently 33 years old. I've been in Japan now roughly about 10 years. And honestly, right now, at this time in my life, 33 years old, I feel more empowered and younger than I have ever felt. And I really do believe that a lot of this is greatly thanks to the resources that we have online. It opens up so much of the world that otherwise would have just been a giant question mark in front of us. If you have questions, you can get them answered. If you're looking for something, you can find it. If you need to meet people, they are right there. Resources like Twitter, you can join any conversation happening publicly in the world that you want to. Something like Instagram or YouTube, if you have an art form that you want to share, you can put it out there and you will find your audience. These are all spectacular tools that add so much to our life, no matter what age we are. And I really think that we should be using them. Now I feel like I'm starting to run on about this. I feel like I'm starting to rant about it. So I want to get back to the main point. Is it difficult to move out to Japan and start a life? It really depends on you. And I know this is an answer that I give to so many questions, but it's an answer that really, really holds true. If you're a really introverted person who has social anxiety and is afraid to try new things, it's going to be a lot more challenging than somebody who's not afraid to go out and make mistakes, meet new people, try new stuff. Japan might be the best experience you ever had, or it might not match you at all. But you're not going to know unless you try. And as I said, it doesn't matter if you are 20, 30, 40, or 50. You're still young. There's still, if you're 50, that's like, that. you got half your life ahead of you. You are, you are halfway. You, you might not be able to go jogging the way that you used to, but guess what? There is still so much that you could be doing. So guys... I think that's what we're going to do for tonight. We're just going to wrap it up right there. I'm going to say thank you so much for joining. It is absolutely fantastic to be back on the podcast talking to you guys. A lot of you have sent in questions through the Anchor app, which I'm really, really excited about. I'm actually going to listen through some of these tonight and tomorrow. Might even put through a podcast-specific Q&A with you guys. That way I can just answer some of those get to know you so if there's anything that you want answered feel free to jump onto the anchor app and shoot me a voice question or whatever it is or jump over to the us what is it live asakso walk around live q a whatever i i did a q a today over on the tokyo lens youtube channel feel free to leave something in the comments there 
before I wrap up tonight, I just want to say one thing. I've noticed that quite a few of you have actually left reviews and star comments on this podcast. That means the world to me. Thank you so much. I actually took time to read through all of those reviews and your comments, and that made my day better. It really just, thank you. I cannot thank you enough. So much gratitude to every single one of you. I hope that whether you're listening to this at the beginning of the day or end of the day, today is a fantastic day for you. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you real soon.